As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Love letters, love letters to Kelly. Wow, Derek Mitchell, that was awesome. That's Derek singing the love letters to Kelly jingle. Thank you for doing that for us, Derek. I'm Kelly Raspberry. This is Robert Ehrman, the producer of this podcast. Thank you so much, Robert. I could not do this without you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I was going to ask, there's several um, jingles that we get where... uh, People tend to uh, keep going or or add their own lyrics or yeah. do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Do, should we highlight those as well? Or? Why not? I okay. mean, I'm, I'm now I'm really curious. <laughs> okay. They're because all over the, the board. Because maybe the song does deserve more lyrics okay. and we just haven't recognized that. Okay. Well, we'll Give the get people to, what they want. We will get to those in future. Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited. So people can, you know, submit your jingles to loveletterstokelly.com. And, you know, it's little kids, old people, whatever. We love hearing all of them. And that's where we also get your letters. And you know what? Quarantine, I don't know. It, people are still having relationship issues and it's it's causing problems some relations being made stronger that's not who we're talking to no we're talking to the people who are struggling and it's not always just about love relationships sometimes people write in about you know some issues they're having with friends with children we'd love to hear all those letters at love letters to kelly.com and then robert goes through them and then reads them to me and i hear them for the first time just like you do and i feel so, bad because we don't get to most of them yeah i know but maybe eventually we will I don't know. The more we read, the more we get. You know, sometimes it seems like once we do a letter about, you know, one thing, then suddenly we get, you know, that common, that common thing. It right. all come flooding in. So hopefully sometimes if we're reading one letter, it answers questions for a lot of people who can relate to that. Correct. That's the goal, right? That is. And then we love hearing from you if I've answered your letter in the past and you've, you know, either chosen to use my advice or not. <laughs> I'd love to hear how it worked out. You I was going to say, I think we have a letter from someone who that you gave advice to before, but they wrote back again with another issue. Oh, yeah. OK. I, all <laughs> I of it. Think. Just give me give me uh, all I, of I think it. Robert. Th- that one's in the stack. We might as well start off with that one. Right. Why not? The last time I wrote you about me being a father, your advice about that was moving and helpful. My wife and I are now trying. This time I need some advice on an almost 25-year friendship that I don't want to end but fear it will. Here's the issue. Friend A got married and I stood in his wedding. But the thing is, I think he jumped the gun too soon. He does not complain about her, but I can see that he's not happy. Before his wedding, the person he was marrying emailed me asking me why I hated her so much. Mm. But the real fact is that she does not approve of me because she knows my wife's family. I was already classified as not good enough to be friends with friend A. Mm. Now he asks me every time we get together if he made a mistake. 
I've given him my opinion about the subject, but he continues and continues to question it. What do I do? Help me figure this out, Brett. This is what I would say. I would say to my friend, look, we have had this same conversation for years now, and I've told you how I feel about it. And I, man, I'm here for you. I want to help you, but I don't want to keep rehashing the same issue. So if if you want to take my advice and you want to, and you're going to, you know, use it and do something about it, great. If you just want a sounding board and you just want somebody to complain to, that's fine. But, you know, stop asking me for my advice if you're not going to take it because now I'm, my feelings are getting hurt and I'm getting, you know, offended. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's a way to approach it. But, you know, also just because you're friends with someone for 25 years doesn't mean you have to continue that friendship either. Sometimes relationships run their course. And, you know, you, you want to be for people when they're going through ups and downs and stuff. But if you're with a friendship in a friendship that's always down, dragging you down, you leave every con conversation or get together feeling worse about yourself, miserable, depressed. Why would you keep welcoming that into your life? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that every friendship is forever. It serves its purpose for a season and then you can move on to something else. So those are some questions you have to to address for yourself if it's a relationship worth saving. And what do you think about just being friends with him and not his wife? That's tough. It's tough because, you know, I've also been in that situation yeah. where you're with someone and, you know, your friend doesn't care for your boyfriend or whatever. And then you're kind of stuck in the middle and it's awkward and uncomfortable and it's not fun. I'd love everybody to get along, but they don't always do. And it's stressful. And there's nothing worse than when you're coupled friends and then you don't like the other spouse. Oh, yeah. those are the worst. Oh, it's, it's awful. But and how often stuck- is it going to happen? How often are couples both going to like each other? Well, in a perfect world, we're all living in a sitcom, you know, we yeah. have these fun little happy things that happen. I wish it was like that. I'd love to vacation with other couples, but it doesn't always work out like that. But yeah, I mean, if it's not working for your, if it's affecting your relationship uh, with your spouse, if your friendship, if, if there's no joy coming from it, let them know how you feel. Say, this is dragging me down, man. Unless you're going to do something about your wife and you want to make some positive steps, let's just take that off the table because it's, you know, let's just not go there anymore. And then if you can't do that, then just say, man, there's a lot more fun people I can hang out with. (laughs) Right. Right. Life's too short. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My fiance of two years and my partner of three years left me without even a formal breakup. Wait a minute. My partner of three, but engaged for two? Correct. Okay. His AC broke, so he started staying with his mother, and he took off with our baby. It took so much to just get my child back. He disconnected my phone and everything. We have two children together, and he hasn't seen them for two weeks. I haven't even talked to him for two weeks either. It's been a mess. I'm so hurt and broken, my feelings are all over the place. I love this guy, and he's doing the unthinkable to me. His family hates me, so I know they've talked him into keeping our nine-month-old baby. I tried showing up for his work a few days ago, and he couldn't even look at me. I gave him the ring back that he gave me, and it killed me to give it back to him. I don't want to do the whole custody thing, but I guess I'm going to have to. I want to fix stuff, but am I stupid for wanting to keep my family together? How can someone not care? I don't understand it. I feel like all this is my fault, Christine. All right, Christine, you are in like this little emotional spiral right now, and I can completely understand it because this image you had for your perfect little life has just been shattered into a million pieces. And you're, you're in panic mode. Um, don't go back up to his work. Please don't do that. That's not the place for any kind of personal business for anyone. Um, but it's time now for you to 
I hate that analogy, but I'm going to use it. Put on your big girl panties. It's time to lawyer up, get your ducks in a row, because you're eventually going to turn from this um, state of panic and fear to you're going to be really ticked off. You're going to be really angry that this is happening, and you're going to want to have the right... um, You want the law on your side on this. You need to find out what your options are with what's happening here. The fact that he's taking the babies, not seeing the babies, you need to get some stuff legally in writing moving forward because there I don't see any coming back from where it is now this is done the decision's been made for you so you can want it all day and you can say I love him I love him is it really love I think once your emotions are a little bit calm and a little bit more settled and you start you know getting to that anger stage of what's happening right now you're going to realize it's not really a love of him it's this love of the idea you have of what he is and he is not that obviously um and that you're you're losing your dream your dream is dying that's a hard thing to accept and did they live apart it sounds like they're not but they have together. two kids together and their fiance i don't know they're not together apparently he's living with his mom now right yeah well his ac broke so i'm assuming they're living separately and that's why yeah, he went back i just to, like, stay with his this mom. is this is time for you to like okay you're a grown woman with two children and now you got to act like it and you've got to do what you have to do to pr- protect yourself, to protect your children, to get your dignity back in the situation. We need a hard reset on this. Yeah, you, that exactly. You need to unplug it, blow on the cord for 30 <laughs> seconds and yeah. plug it back in. That's what I do. I don't know if that works in relationships, but you're, you're about to move out of this panic state into anger. And when you get to that place, I don't want you to act crazy. I want you to act smart. So I want you to go ahead and reach out to an attorney and stop trying to save it. You already got a couple of strikes against you that his family's against you. So they're feeding all this stuff into his head and they're all conspiring. How are we going to get these kids away? And we mean, grandma wants to raise your babies. No, no, you got to get mad. You got to get your your people on your side, your family on your side and your friends in your corner supporting you and giving you this pep talk that I'm giving you right now. Time to take control. Don't let him walk all over you like that. Love letters, love letters to Kelly. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My fiance and I recently bought a house together and we have a sweet little dog now. However, ever since we got the house, I feel like he isn't trying as he once was. He used to be super romantic, write me love letters, leave me sticky notes in our apartment, things like that. Anytime I bring that up now, he gets annoyed and doesn't want to talk about it. How else can I let him know that this makes me feel like he doesn't care, Kyomi? Well, that kind of stuff happens, right? When I start, same with you, Robert, every new relationship, you sneak over at three o'clock in the morning and stick a note under their windshield just so they see it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I was just saying my husband used to, when we first started dating, he'd text me the minute his alarm clock went off in the morning at 6 a.m. to let me know. You know, he hoped to have a beautiful day. And then once we were together a little while, those texts stopped and the phone calls immediately after I got off to work that I made to him, those kind of stopped. And the initial butterflies and adrenaline and all that stuff just kind of settles down. It doesn't mean you don't love the person. It's just that initial what do, you, what do you call it? The, um, the, I don't want to say that infatuation. Fascination. Yeah, yeah, the fascination. And it's really a chemical thing that's going on in your body, too. The endorphins are firing off. You get those butterflies. And some people, they lie. And I'm, I've been married 
50 years and every time she walks in the room i still get butterflies in my stomach and hear violins they're full of crap they're just saying that that's not true it's not true you can talk yourself into it i guess but you don't have those same physical chemical reactions after a while you have to work at it you have to really work at it but that doesn't mean i don't love my husband because you know i don't call him the minute i get off the air anymore that doesn't mean, you know, that he doesn't love you because he's not leaving a sticky note on your mirror every day. You know, you need to look at big picture stuff, you know, look at big picture stuff. What is he doing? And again, I'm coming back to this love language thing. A lot of women, we have love languages like you need sticky notes. You need that's what you need. And I don't know what category you'd file that under uh, words of affirmation. Maybe you need to be told that you're loved every day. And he might think, but. I keep her car filled with gas. I, if she ever needs anything done around the house, I, you know, fix the toilet paper holder. You know, I do all these things. So that means his love language is acts of service. So he thinks I'm showing her I love her every day and she's bitching because I didn't write a smiley face on a sticky mm. note and put it on her mirror. What right. do I have to do? And then he starts resenting that because you're not hearing each other tell each other you love each other because you're not speaking the same language. It's a helpful book to get. Um, you could probably go online and get the gist of it if you don't want to invest a few bucks in reading. But if you want to save your relationship, isn't you know five or ten bucks worth it? So I'd try reading that. See if you're you um you're misunder you're not hearing his um declarations of love to you. And uh, go from there. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I've been married for almost two years, and my husband and I have a beautiful nine-month-old daughter. My problem is not with my husband. The problem's with his dad, my father-in-law. My husband's parents separated when we were engaged, and I met them when we were dating, and they were still together at that point. They made their divorce final right after our wedding. My father-in-law cheated on my mother-in-law with someone who was a year older than my husband, so basically could be a sister. Hmm. We want him to be present for our daughter because he's our grandpa after all, but we do not approve of what he did and he's still with this woman. They have babysat for us and bought our daughter all kinds of things and she's always nice around us. We're appreciative, but it's getting to the point where we don't want her coming over with him because the whole situation is just weird. But it doesn't seem like they're going to break up anytime soon. I tried telling my husband that he has the right as his son to speak up and say something, but he just says it is what it is and it's just waiting for them to break up. How do I handle the family awkwardness and still allow him to be part of his granddaughter's life, Caitlin? Well, Caitlin, I think you have to kind of go with your husband's lead on this, that it is what it is. He doesn't want to lose his relationship with his father. And that's probably been a huge struggle for him to accept the fact that this is the man I love and he's just disappointed me. You know, it's been a disappointment, but that's still his dad. And, you know, if this woman's a part of his life, men are way more chill about that than we women are. They just are. They just kind of like stuff it down and, and it is what it is, like he's telling you. So if it makes you feel any better, have a little family meeting. And I, I know this is your husband's probably not going to want to do this, but hey, suggest it and see what what happens. Just in, and probably the new girlfriend would probably uh, appreciate it, too, ultimately, because it's awkward for her. Yeah, too. it's the elephant in the room. Hello. It, yeah. Let's just, you know, have them over. You know, the next time they come over and say, look, let's sit down, let's talk about this. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, hurt feelings here, resentment. You know, Dad, I love you and I want you to be happy. This is just really awkward for us. Let's just put it on the table. And, you know, your mother-in-law might feel um, like she's being disrespected, like you should choose me over your father because he's so horrible. And that's a terrible position to put children in, no matter how old they are, whether they are in kindergarten 
you know, when the parents are going through a divorce, whether they're grown ass adults going through a divorce, parents should not make their children choose. And it seems like we're getting a lot of these letters from adults dealing with their adult parents in this situation. Yeah, yeah because people, they, they go so long through life and they finally decide one day, I just don't want to be here anymore. And then they, you know, either way, it's destroying the family. You're ruining Christmas. You're ruining Thanksgivings and all this little perfect, the Hallmark Christmas Channel movies don't apply to your family right. anymore. Because grand, grandpa's got a hottie and, and grandma's pissed. Yeah. You know? So you just have to be respectful that they are not in the room at the same, you know, you do things separately. They're not all there at the same time. But I think having a sit down, grown up conversation with your father in law and his girlfriend and your husband. It'd be a great thing just to kind of clear the air and get it out on the table. Now, if your husband says no, respect that. And all you have to do is be polite. That's it. That's your obligation in the situation. You don't have to schedule many petty play dates with your your father-in-law's girlfriend. You don't have to call her and, you know, schedule anything or make nice. You just have to be polite when you're in her presence. That's it. And as long as, you know, grandpa's not making out and doing gross stuff in front of your kid, <laughs> as long as he's conducting himself appropriately in front of his grandchildren, you know, let let them have that relationship. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. Where do I begin? I was dating what I thought was an amazing woman. Little did I know I was wrong. We met and started dating in October, but I've always had a gut feeling that this just wasn't right. How did I find out, you ask? He messaged me on Facebook to tell me and sent me all kinds of screenshots in the conversations they had, including over 2,000 pictures Whoa! they sent to each other. 2,000? Come to find out they've been talking for almost eight months. But wait, Dang. there's more. This past Monday, another guy sent me a message on Messenger sending me nudes that she sent him and whoever else on Snapchat. Oh, Lord. I was disgusted, shocked, and really confused. Why would she do that, and what did I do to deserve that? I was very good to her and her daughters. I'm glad it happened before I did something stupid, like move in together, which we were talking about. She would always tell me she loved me constantly. Kelly, I would take her dang Starbucks in the morning. Never missed a dang day since December, including weekends. I'm just really hurt and not sure what I did to deserve this. I really don't know, Kelly. I really don't. And she's acting like it's just another day at the office. No apology, no nothing. Shocked and confused. Well, you didn't do anything to deserve that. You went in hopeful and optimistic that she's this great girl, and you found out that she's just hoeing around. I mean, you know, people say, don't judge, don't judge. Come on, everybody. Listen, this is this is not ladylike behavior, but she is free to do whatever she wants to, to do, right? If she wants to see 50 different men and send them 5,000 nudes, that is her right as a woman. But, sir, you did nothing to deserve that, and that's just not the relationship for you. She was like that before you came in the picture. She's like, the reason she's acting like it's just another day at the office, because she's got all these other guys on the hook that she's flirting with and carrying on, because she needs that. She she needs that. There's something about her that needs to be, uh, to feel wanted and sexually desired by a multitude of people. You know, I I have the need to feel sexually desired by my husband. <laughs> I want to feel beautiful and desired by him. I don't need, you know, 30 other men to get that validation, but she does. You just don't need to be one of those men. So 
she is not typical. This is not typical behavior. So I want you to get back out there and and try to date somebody else. Let this one go. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. There's nothing to save here. There's nothing to clean up here. There's nothing to uh, change about you because you didn't do anything to cause it. But, um, yeah, so just be a little bit uh, more cautious the next time you swipe right. There's another lady out there looking for Starbucks every day. Exactly. That would be me, except I found him. And my husband, you know, he makes me coffee on the weekends and it's very sweet, you know, and there's a woman out there that will appreciate you for that. And then she'll send you her nudes. (laughs) Love letters, love letters to Kelly. All right. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm 34 years old and have been divorced from my ex-husband for two years. The divorce was amicable and we realized we were just two different people on two different paths and we had very different views on the future. I'm in a relationship now, but with a woman. We are very happy and have been together for a little over a year. Within the first year after the divorce, my ex called me at 4 a.m. because his motorcycle got a flat tire and he asked me to come help him stop traffic and push it across the highway to a hotel. I told him I told him to call a friend of his who didn't live far and that I was not going to be coming to help, especially at 4 a.m. 45 minutes later, I was awoken by the sound of a motorcycle in my driveway. Oh. He had driven on a flat tire seven miles down the road to my house and opened my driveway gate, letting himself in. Oh. I confronted him in the driveway, asked what he was doing. He was visibly drunk and said he was just going to leave the bike and get an Uber home. I, although highly irritated, told him he could leave it, but he needed to go. He got mad that I was irritated by his unannounced visit and started driving down the driveway. I told him I'd call him an Uber, but he yelled at me saying I wasn't the same person he used to know and drove off. Fast forward a few months and he is asked to come see my dogs. I owned one of the dogs prior to our relationship and one we adopted together, but she's very attached to me. I know he loves them, so I felt bad and let him come by. Oh, no. But only when my girlfriend was home. She'd moved in by this point. It was an awkward visit, but after that, he asked to come by a few months later. The timing didn't work with my schedule, so I told him maybe another time. Now he's getting ready to move out of state where his now ex-girlfriend lives and wants to come by to take photos of the dogs, which at this point I find very strange and I'm just not comfortable keeping this, quote, friendship up because of the dogs. I feel like he's just reaching out to keep me in his life somehow and doesn't realize he's overstepping boundaries. I want to add that a few months after our divorce, he got our marriage date tattooed on his arm. Yes, you read that correctly. He did this after the divorce. Mm. Not only is he making me question his mental state and wonder why he can't just fully move on with his life, but it makes my girlfriend uncomfortable as well. What's the best way to tell him he needs to move on and that these actions and requests are not normal for exes to continue? He doesn't financially contribute to the dogs. The house got put in my name and he has no items left at my house. The whole thing's just bizarre and strange. Am I being cruel or does he seem to not have boundaries and I need to tell him this is not normal behavior? Signed, all my exes are moving out of Texas. <laughs> all right, all my. <laughs> wow, wow, what a lot of red flags with this guy. I, yeah. I honestly, I, you know, maybe I watch or listen to too many, uh, you know, true crime podcasts, but, you know, I'm just like, wow, I wouldn't have him back over at the house. Tell him you'll send him pictures of the dogs and wish him well. And I, I'm just a little bit worried. He's doing some really crazy, odd things. I'm, I was relieved when you said he was going to move out of state. That's good. But what's, you know, yeah. what's that final statement he's going to make if he shows up at your house? What's, his, what's the end game there? You know? 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been very odd. Like I said, I, I felt bad because I know he loved the dogs and, you know, he moved out of the house that we had purchased together, but I kept it. So I knew he was starting over complete blank slate and I'm sure that can be lonely, but we can be amicable and keep tabs on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but I can't keep having you come over. And a friend of mine brought up, you know, well, if you were dating a male now, would he be asking these same questions? Would he be asking to come over? Would he try to be in your life as much as he is now? Mm. Or is it because you're dating a female, he feels like this is okay? Right. And he doesn't feel threatened by another woman. Another man might you know, make him a little bit nervous to go over because he might get his butt yeah. kicked, right? You know, right. I've, I've been that pathetic person who didn't want to give up on a relationship. I've been in, not to his extent with tattoos and stuff, but I've been the one that had a hard time letting go. And, you know, it's a pathetic state of life to be in. And eventually I got out of it, but I'll tell you what worked when someone did this to me. And I've used this to, to get people to leave me alone is I just cut them off a hundred percent. No, I mean, you, you just don't respond to anything. You don't respond to text messages, phone calls, nothing. You go completely silent on them. Yeah. Well, and I didn't want to cut them off completely, you know, because it was, like I said, we were, you know, we can see friendly, like we can be friendly, we can be amicable, we don't have any ill will towards each other. But at the same time, I feel like, okay, well, we stay friends on Facebook and following each other on Instagram, but you know, I guess, yeah, that is giving him hope that at some yeah. point he'll be back in my life. I don't want to assume that, but I mean, I guess that's what's happening. And I just have put blinders on and been like, no, he, he knows better, but maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I, right, right. And a lot of times as women, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, we don't want to be mm -hmm. the bad guy. And we end up getting in some serious trouble because of that, where we end up. And I'm not saying this is going to go to an extreme place, but it can, you know, and if you, I'm going to tell you, you start listening to some of them podcasts about true crimes and it's about, you know, the girl that's just like, well, he's seen, you know, I, I was a little nervous, but, you know, he's, you know, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then, you know, they've got a bunny cut up in the pot on the stove, you know, <laughs> it's just like crazy stuff. And he's, he's kind of tested your boundaries and you could, if you want to be polite and give him the final brush off and say, look, you know, this is not healthy for us to continue this. I feel like by us, by us communicating, you haven't respected some of my boundaries. And I think it's just best if we just make a clean break of it. I mean, I feel like he's kind of crossed a line here and continues yeah. to cross it. And you're yeah. so busy being polite. Now your girlfriend's saying she's uncomfortable. Is she uncomfortable or she's a little frightened? I don't think after that one time him showing up that he'd ever do it again. But again, that's just me assuming. But she's just uncomfortable. She's like, it's not normal. Like friends can or exes can be friends up to a point, you know, but usually it fizzles out, you know, after usually of like. And this hasn't. And so, like, you're right. Like, I haven't wanted to be downright, you know, rude. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, at some point we've got to make a break and yeah. just go about our lives. And, you know, it's like, again, let's pretend you have a boyfriend. And you, you what would you say? You know, it's like you need to respect this relationship and we're not comfortable with you coming around, whether you're, you know, whoever you're with. We're we this situation is not comfortable for us. So, no, I wish you well. But no, I you can't come over to take a picture with the dog here. I'll, I'll text you a picture right now. There you go. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck, but we don't need any dog closure, any kind of closure. It's closed. It's closed. Okay. And hopefully he's seriously moving. Has he got a date? He's out of here? 
Um, I think the beginning of September, he's supposed to be moving. Uh, like I said, the whole thing was just baffling with the, the marriage date and post-divorce. He said That's it was creepy. like a reminder. He said it was a, to remind him of, you know, like of mis- like not to make mistakes and, and, you know, a reminder of what he's lost, but he wants to move forward. I said, why didn't you get the divorce date then? Like, why right. would you do that? Um but yeah, so now now he's moving to where his ex lives. And I said, I'm noticing a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think this is just he's he's playing on your kindness and your politeness. And I get it. I'm very polite, too. But, you know, it, it just stating your boundaries and, and th- that's not being rude. That's just being this is the way it is. I'm in a relationship now and you're not showing me r- respect in my relationship. So. No, it's not okay for you to come over. I wish you well and just be done with him. Don't be okay. you don't need to you don't need to maintain an Instagram and Facebook friendship. Those things are so those that's not even a real it's relationship. A way to keep tabs. Yeah. yeah. It's just a way to keep tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Him Who doesn't and you. look at their ex's Facebook and Instagram? Come on. Every but I mean I know you're right. You're right. That's true. <laughs> but but if I'll, truly, I'll snoop, but I won't be friends with them. Right. I mean, you're curious every once in a while, you know, over a glass of wine. I wonder how miserable they are without me. Click, you know, just to right. see. <laughs> no, at some point, yeah, he's going to have to move on. And I guess, yeah, I just need to put the nail in the coffin and quit trying to be nice so I don't hurt his feelings. I just, like I said, his mental health has been in question with me the past year or so since all this has happened. And I'm like, God, if I just completely put the hammer down ooh, what's that going to do to him? But I guess at this point, it's not my problem anymore. It's not, yeah. unless then, if you do put the hammer down and then he really starts acting crazy, then you've got to get, you know, protection legally or whatever. I mean, you know, because people, we just don't know. Everybody's mental health is so fragile right now. And it's just crazy how, you know, one minute somebody can be completely normal and the next minute they're, you know, in your driveway you know, pushing a, a motorcycle at pushing four o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, I agree. So, All right. Well, thank you. Uh, and then get somebody to threaten to kick his butt. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm well, not really halfway, but um, yeah. So you just draw your boundaries. Be done with that. You don't need to maintain a friendship with this one. He needs to move on and you'll be doing him a favor. Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> I've got my fingers crossed for you, too. Well, thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. Oh, good luck. Thank you for writing. All right. Thanks. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Well, thank you all so much for sending in some really great letters this week. Those were fun, Robert. Well, fun and and heartbreaking, too. But uh, we got through them. And thank you, Derek Mitchell, for singing the Love Letters to Kelly jingle. If you want to sing or your grandma wants to sing or whoever wants to sing, maybe the dog can howl along. Who oh, knows? That would be great. Send those in to loveletterstokelly.com along with your letters, and we might be answering yours next week. Thank you, Robert. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.